yes, he is alive tonight. He is alive. He is alive. I'm thankful for that living Savior. I'm thankful I can feel my Savior tonight. I sense him in this place. What a great move of God this morning and had such a great outpouring and so many good things. God's doing it. And that's all that we are interested in, not how he's going to do it, but that he does it. And I'm just asking you tonight, let's let's continue the journey. I said it this morning and I say it again tonight. I believe one of the main reasons for this revival is to prepare us for that next step that we're about to take. And it's going to take all of us elevating our life. I want to do that. I ask you to join with me and let's, let's dig a little deeper. Let's climb a little higher. Let's find a place in God that we've not been in in a long time. If you've been around God a long time, some of you've already been to deep places, but let's get back to those deep places and whatever is in the way. Let's let God help us move it out of the way. Would you do that? Welcome our minister tonight. Brother Edwards, come. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. So great to be back in the house of the Lord tonight. I told Brother Hughes, uh, I said, brother, one of the things about having a pastor preach for you is the simple fact that we've been there and done that. I can't count how many times in the past 35 years that I was pastor of our church at the highs and the lows, the good and the bad, the many times we've had people come to our church and speak and I was the only one excited about that (laughs) you could never impress our church with a name that just I mean Nathaniel Urshan was just a person to them to me he was like the second person that God had but I couldn't transfer that feeling uh, from here to there. So, uh, we're just people just like you are. I was talking, uh, yesterday to, uh, Brother Spears, A.D. Spears, and some of you may remember him, and we was reminiscing about the great revival that he preached at Life Tabernacle. And I said, this this revival reminds me of a lot about that revival. And boy, he got just dead silent and quiet. And he said, Bobby, I feel something deep, deep. He said, I'm praying for uh, Brother Sister Hughes for that church. And you don't know him. He probably don't know you. Brother Sister Hughes knows him. But sometimes we have to bring down strongholds. And there are times when we have to conquer the enemy within. And we all have battles to fight, don't we? And I guess one of the greatest, uh, 
battles that we fight is unbelief. Because we know the many scriptures that tell us about belief in God and without faith it's impossible to please Him and all of that. But yet, there's still that spirit of unbelief sometimes that captivates us and holds us captive. So I want to help us tonight. Uh, the Lord helped me with this when we was going through some of the toughest times of our life. Uh, the Lord spoke these scriptures to me. I want to just try to relate them to you tonight. If you'll turn to Mark chapter 9. St. Mark chapter 9 and uh, verse 23. Amen. Boy, I appreciate your pastor and his wife. They are so well thought of in the United Pentecostal Church. Uh, I was telling some folks uh, how long we'd been here in preaching, and, and they said, you're preaching for the Mark Foster. So you have a new name. Mark, that's the, the, not Foster, Hughes, the Mark Hughes. Glad I caught that. Mark Foster might get lifted up thinking he's on your level, but I said, that's it, the Mark Hughes. And so we're so glad to be here. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, and Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Father, I ask you tonight to just speak the word and it shall be so. I pray tonight that you just let the Holy Ghost intervene and touch us. Give us a lift. Pick us up. Let us be filled with faith and power and glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Lord, I believe. That's a good saying. Everybody could say that. But then... There's that other little part. Help thou mine unbelief. I want to help somebody tonight that's probably like I was a few years ago. That had prayed and no answer was coming. I was mustering up all the faith I could probably muster up in trying to read daily scriptures of faith and power. And I knew that the Bible is full of instructions to me about having faith in God. But yet there was that other little part that just kept nagging on me. Why wasn't it happening? I, I want you to just mentally in your mind think, and I'm probably preaching to 100% of this congregation tonight when I tell you that We've all got prayers that we're still praying about that has not been answered. That doesn't mean that in the past we haven't had answered prayers. How many ever had a victory or a miracle in your life? I want you to raise. That's it. We've had that. 
Now, just, just for the record, how many still praying about something that hasn't happened yet? Still almost the same crowd. So tonight, I want to help you along. Because if we're not careful, we'll get to the point in God where even though we have had in the past victories and miracles, we can't seem to get up enough of the victory to believe God for now and what's happening now. The story of the young boy that had a deaf and dumb spirit, the disciples had tried to cast it out and they could not. And so when they got Jesus, they was telling Jesus this story. Oftentimes he cast himself into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But listen to what he said. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Boy, how many times have we have prayed that? Lord, have compassion on us and help us. You know, if, if you were, if you, if you were God and you had power, I don't think there would be a person in this building tonight that would leave with an unanswered prayer or a disease in your body. Because we have that feeling we want to distribute this to somebody. But they looked at Jesus and he said, Jesus, if you can help us, have compassion on us. And when he said that, Jesus answered him. And this is what he answered. If thou canst believe, question mark, if you can believe, all things are possible. And immediately the father of this son did not hesitate one moment, just jumped up and he said, I'm a believer. Well, we, we were doing that. I'm a believer. We believe that God can. We believe that God will. We believe that God's done it. But what is this little something yet that is plaguing me and hindering me and pulling me down and pulling me back? It's kind of like the guy that was standing on the edge of Niagara Falls and he had walked across the tightrope, pushing a wheelbarrow and When he got to the other side, he said, how many believe I can do that again? And the crowd roared to life and everybody raised their hand. And he said, if you believe it, get in the wheelbarrow. Suddenly, (laughs) nobody was a believer. Nobody was a believer. The minister that got up and he said, how many is ready to go to heaven? Everybody raised their hand. He said, how many is going tomorrow? Nobody raised their hand. We're just that way. I'm a believer. When it comes to scripture, we believe it. When it comes to doctrine, we believe it. When it comes to things that is just so documented in the word of God, we're quick to say, I'm a believer. But yet there was that other answer. Lord, I believe. But I don't know if he looked over there and he saw his boy wallowing around in the ground, foaming at the mouth, demons and devils that was in him, that was tormenting him. Listen to what they said. Oftentimes, he's cast himself into the fire. 
Oftentimes, he's thrown himself in the water. That really wasn't him. That was the spirit that was in him that was trying to destroy him. Oftentimes, and maybe suddenly, that father in his mind saw that all over again. I don't know as a parent if you've ever seen your children in desperation. But sometimes we get to that point. I I may preach about that one day. But there's sometimes we get to that point when we would gladly say, God, let me take their place. Let me be the one that's suffering and they be healed. We were like that with with our only child, but I'm going to tell you, we were really like that with our two grandchildren. Man, if they're hurting, I'm, I'm ready to relieve the pain. Just whatever it takes, we're ready to jump in there and, and get it done. And and our little grandson Brody, uh, he's attached at the hip with his Mimi over here, and he just whispers something. That's it. He's going to get it. It, it's yeah, you know what I'm talking. It's it's his, and you know for a while he didn't understand that, but now that he's nine, he has figured that out. And what he wants, he just kind of hints around and whispers, and and he's got it, because we would rather suffer the pain than they suffered the pain. And I think this father looked at that son and and he had a flashback of having to run in and, and pull him out of the fire. Maybe he had a flashback of jumping in the river and pulling him out and saving his life. I don't know what it was, but immediately he was quick to say, I am a believer, but suddenly, just that quick. But help my unbelief. So the message tonight is simply this, help for the unbeliever. Help for the unbeliever. If you would ask me tonight to explain to you why some get healed and some don't, I I can't explain that. We had an evangelist come through our church one time and man, he was, he was just pouring out blessings on everybody and he had two guys stand up and he said, stand out in that aisle. And God, he said, you're going to be blessed tomorrow. You know, it's easy to say, hey, you're, the blessing's coming down the dusty road. Oh, yeah. But when you put a tag, you're, tomorrow, you're going to be blessed. I was all for that because that was a good guy. He was tither. He was good. Yeah. Lord, give him a double portion. And he looked around back out there and fiddled around a little bit. And he called one of our men. He said, stand out in the aisle. I said, this is going to be interesting. Because he's not what this guy is. And then evangelist said, tomorrow you're going to be doubly blessed. I said, oh, Lord. If I would have picked anybody in the church, it wouldn't be him. But you know what? I'm not God. I can't. If if it would have been by me, he would have still been a pauper. But lo and behold, the prophecy came to pass. And the guy went into business and God blessed him abundantly. And you know what? He turned into a tithe payer. And he turned into a pretty good guy. And he was that way until the day he died. But if it had been left up to me, he would have died a pauper. But aren't you glad that nobody in this building can judge you? 
Aren't you glad that God don't walk up and down the aisle and say, what do you think about this one? And what do you think about that one? And what would you do? God don't play games like that. There's some things that only God knows. And boy, I want to tell you, sometimes we're, we're quick to judge because we want to play God, but God sees everything. And suddenly Jesus was looking at the desperation of this father. And this father was pleading with him, if you could have compassion on me, if you can help me, if you can do something with me, if you could somehow or another just, just help me with my son, I believe you, but help my unbelief. I don't know if we've ever had times in our life when we've just had to pray, God, help my unbelief. But you know what? There are times in our walk with God when I I know the scripture. I know without faith it's impossible to please God. But I, I know that there are times when if we felt like we're the one that was to blame because somebody got healed but we didn't get healed. I know we blame ourselves a lot of times and we get beat up by the devil because we walk out without it and somebody else walks out with it. How do you explain that? You can't ever get to the place. We had a, a, a new convert one time that was probably one of the greatest couples I've ever won to the Lord. They went on to pastor church and, and, and she came one Sunday and she knocked on my door and I could just see the frustration in her face and, and, and she said, Pastor, I want to tell you something. And I thought, man, this is going to be a great victory report. New convert, her husband just got the Holy Ghost. She rode by our church. I had a big sign out there that said, Eastgate Church, the church in your future. Wham! God got a hold of her heart and come to church and they were just growing and growing and growing and, and she said, you know what? I said, what? She said, Yesterday, I wanted to smoke so bad. I said, you did? She said, I wanted to smoke so bad. I turned the couch upside down. I was digging all the chains out of uh, the couch. And, and, and I, I, just, I just couldn't get up enough money to go down to the convenience store. And, and she said, but something dawned on me. And she said, the Lord spoke to me. And she said, I was defeated in the fact that a desire had come back on me. And I said, listen, instead of letting the devil defeat you, why don't you turn this into a victory? And I said, you know what? God is showing you something. Your flesh can never outweigh your spirituality. The flesh is weak and the spirit is strong. The flesh is that part of us that we keep trying to defeat. But you know what? As much as we try to defeat it, every now and then it starts rising up. And we walk out of here saying, why did it happen to me? Here's why. It's not because you're not a child of God. It's not because you're not a believer because you are. It's not because you didn't have enough faith because sometimes that faith that we're looking at uh, is overwhelmed by that little grain of doubt that is within us. But the devil can tell you you are backslid and on your way to hell because you got prayed for and didn't get healed. I'm preaching to a house full of people. And you know it's true. 
We have names galore on the screen tonight. We have them every week. We're praying for them every week. Don't ask me to try to tell you who deserves it and who don't. I'm preaching to people right now that have pain in your body, that have been prayed for so many times, you're almost embarrassed to come and let somebody anoint you and pray for you again. Lord, I'm a believer. But we're ashamed to say, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. I want to tell you something. If we're not careful, we'll let that unbelief grow. And it'll, it'll be masked over by the fact that we believe in God for everybody else, but we can't believe God for ourselves. We believe in God for healing for other people, but we haven't gotten that yet. Let me tell you something. The disease in my body may not be healed, but it's not going to keep me from going in the rapture. The sickness in my body may never be healed, but I want to tell you, when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ are going to rise, and those of us that are alive and remain shall be caught up. And you're not going to be hindered by the disease that's in your body. I don't want to get real excited. I don't want to get this across to you. It's so important because you got to live the rest of your life. But you know what? If you'd walk to the graveyard tomorrow and look around and say, this was a diabetic and this one had cancer and this one had lung disease and, and this one had this and this one had that, and they all died being prayed for. But I promise you, if they died in the faith... When the graves burst open, they're going to be the ones to come out. Because the disease in your body right now that the devil has plagued you with, and you're so ashamed to say it's still there, it might be tonight that God can help you with the unbelief that's hindering you from progressing in the spirit. Listen to what he said. Straightway the father cried out and said with tears, Lord... I believe it. How many times have we prayed with tears? How many times have we come before God and prayed about things? How many times have we fasted days and it not happened? But suddenly we have this little, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. And if I am a believer, then surely there is help for that little bit of unbelief that's within me. Watch Jesus. And Jesus saw the people running together. And he rebuked the foul spirit. And he said, come out of him, that deaf and dumb spirit. Come out of him and enter in him no more. What happened? The unbelief of the father did not stop Jesus from doing the miracle. Maybe I'll tell you that again. The unbelief of the father did not stop Jesus from doing the miracle. But the devil would tell you tonight because you haven't got healed, God's not going to do anything else for you. But I want to tell you, there's people that are sick here tonight that's been blessed in the field. And we blessed in the city. And we blessed coming in. And we blessed going out. God has blessed you in so many other ways that the devil keeps telling you, you have no faith.
But I want to tell the devil something tonight. There's help for my unbelief.